on your snugs. Erwin Davies on Radio Red Hill. Radio Red Hill. Hello, welcome to Out and About, with me, Dave King, standing in for Erwin Davis. In this charity edition of Out and About, we feature two charities very close to our hearts here at the East Surrey Hospital. They are the Kent, Surrey and Sussex Air Ambulance and the Hospital Trust's own charity, SAS Charity. First of all, let's catch up with Katie Child and the Air Ambulance. The Air Ambulance is a very important charity and the Air Ambulance Kent, Surrey and Sussex are based in Rochester and also just outside the East Surrey Hospital in Red Hill as well. I'm in the HQ in Rochester with Lauren Simmons, the Head of Events. So can you tell me a little bit about what the Air Ambulance do? Hello. So as you rightly say, Air Ambulance Kent, Surrey, Sussex is a charity and 89% of our funding comes from the kind donations of the public. And that could be anything through people playing our lotteries, people attending our events, holding their own fundraising activity, supporting us through their company or their business, and also leaving legacies in their wills as well. We serve Kent, Surrey and Sussex. We operate three helicopters. So we have two AW169s and one MD902, um, which is there just in case either of the other helicopters are out of action. Could you just explain a little bit about what the different types of helicopters are? Yeah, sure. So we operated the MD902 for a number of years and it was a really great aircraft for us, but it didn't give us the resilience or allow us to go the distance. So we were having to refuel a lot more than what we do need to do with the AW169. So it's a new model and it allows us to fly further and longer. There's a bigger cabin space as well, which allows the crew 360 degree access to the patient, which is really beneficial. And how many members of staff are within the operation? So we have 40 doctors, 34 paramedics and six dispatchers. And then we have a further 38 staff members that work across our operational base at Redhill and our charity headquarters at Rochester. And we also have the support of just over 210 volunteers. That includes nine trustees. When they go on a call, what what is actually involved in going on a call? We have a dedicated staff member, one of our dispatchers that sits in the control room that listens in to all of the 999 calls across Kent, Surrey and Sussex. And they have a really important role because they're actually looking out for those jobs where we can really make a difference. Because what we don't want to do is replicate what the South East Coast Land Ambulance Service do so well. So once um, the helicopter is dispatched, the crew will pick up their kit bags, which includes lots of different drugs, anaesthetics, blood, plasma get on board the helicopter and then the pilots will safely deliver the crews to the scene of an incident and try and get them as close as possible. When the doctor and paramedic are on scene, they then deliver interventions that are only normally found in hospital. So they could do blood transfusions, they could do open heart surgery. There's lots of different things that they can do. So the helicopters can actually get into places where the land crew probably wouldn't? 
In some cases, yes, especially in remote areas, the helicopter will be able to get somewhere perhaps a bit quicker than what a land ambulance would be able to because the land ambulance is governed by the roads and the road network. And sometimes in particular areas across Kent, Surrey, Sussex, there are very remote countryside areas that are very difficult to get to. So the helicopter is able to offer that support in that way. So how many missions have the air ambulance gone on in the last year? So in 2019, our crew responded to two and a half thousand missions. Two and a half thousand, wow. So has that figure gone up or gone down or does it fluctuate year to year? It's something that's always going to fluctuate year to year. The region that we cover has a very big population. It's actually 4.7 million people in the southeast region. We also have a number of motorways that pass through Kent, Surrey, Sussex. We have a very busy airport in Gatwick Airport. And we also have a lot of coastline as well. But we have certainly seen the number of missions that we attend go up through the introduction of our 24-hour service. So we're actually the only air ambulance in the country that flies 24 hours a day so that has had an impact on the number of missions that we're going out to. You're based here in Rochester you also are based out of Redhill as well just next to the East Surrey Hospital at the Redhill Aerodrome what do you actually do there? So our base at Redhill Aerodrome is our operational base. That's where our helicopters are stationed. That's where the crew is stationed. So Redhill Aerodrome is actually central to the region, central to Kent, Surrey and Sussex. So by positioning the aircraft and the crews there, it enables us to be anywhere within the region uh, within 25 minutes. So being on the Redhill Aerodrome, is it quite easy to get maintenance for the aircraft? We're really lucky in the sense that we share our hangar space with SAS, the Specialist Aviation Services, and they're contracted to look after our helicopters. So they're readily available should anything go wrong. And they're always very quick to respond to anything that we may need help with. We also have a spare aircraft as well. So um, the crews are able to move from one helicopter to another to try and reduce the amount of time that the helicopter's offline. There are always going to be times where the helicopter is unavailable, and so weather does play a big part in that. Unfortunately, living in the UK is something that we can't overcome, but we do have a couple of response cars that are available should the helicopters not be available, which enables our crews to still get to the scene as soon as possible, because it's not all about the helicopter is actually about getting the paramedic and the doctor and the skills of the paramedic and the doctor to the scene of an incident with the interventions that they can bring. When a crew is going on a job, how many members of the team are there? So there's two pilots, a doctor and a paramedic. Because you're head of events, fundraising is a really important thing to the charity. What kind of things do you do? Uh, So we do quite a few different events, mainly challenge events where we have charity places available for people to get involved in runs and bike rides. But we also run our own events as well, which are fundraising events. And they differ from um, sort of an open air cinema to carol concerts to thank you events. 2020 is a very special year for us because we're celebrating our 30th anniversary. So we thought it'd be a really nice way to kickstart those celebrations by doing a carol concert at Rochester Cathedral. Um, There's going to be another one at Rochester Cathedral. Cathedral and there's also going to be one at Guildford Cathedral as well so definitely look out for the tickets um, for those events. We're also going to be holding an open air cinema at Gatwick Aviation Museum on Saturday the 8th of August which has been sponsored by Gatwick Airport. Going to be showing Back to the Future so that's going to be a really lovely event for people to come along to bring their picnics and enjoy a film under the stars. That was Katie Child talking to the Kent, Surrey and Sussex Air Ambulance 
We'll be back with them shortly. But first, Radio Redhill's Nigel Gray finds out about Sash Charity. Everyone may not realise it, but the Hospital Trust has its own charity, its very own charity, in fact, which raises lots of useful funds to help the hospital and all it does. And therefore, we thought it was a good idea to invite down to the studio Andrew Bickerdyke. And Andrew, I believe you are the fundraising manager of the Sash Charity. That's right. Yeah, thanks for having me down. So um, yeah, I, uh, I look after fundraising for the, the hospitals for, for Sash Charity, um, so that we can do uh, do more than we otherwise could. So uh, yeah, we raise money to uh, fund things that the NHS wouldn't be expected to fund, uh, or to help help all the staff here go above and beyond for patients. It's not something that's been here forever, has it? So, so the, the hospitals, I think, always had a charity. Well, they've, mm. they've always received donations every so often from grateful patients and family members, which, which is wonderful. Um, the thing that we've changed in the last um, year or so, really, is that we've tried to start to become much more proactive and much more of a, a visible charity. So um, uh, people uh, will be very familiar with the very famous hospital charities like Great Ormond Street or perhaps the Royal Marsden, who do wonderful work, um, but they wouldn't have necessarily known that you can support this NHS hospital here at East Surrey or our, our other services at Crawley and Horsham. Uh, so, so the work that we're doing at the moment is to really put Sash Charity on the map so that people know they can support their own local hospitals and help um, some really wonderful stuff happen here. So roughly how much money per year does the charity raise to assist uh, so at the moment, very, very small amounts, um, oh. but we're looking to change that. So um, uh, every so often we do receive um, uh, large legacies where people have very kindly left money to the hospital in their will. Um, uh, but in terms of our sort of fundraised income, it's always been very, very small um, normally. Um, so that's where uh, we've got a new strategy for the next three years, which is going to uh, help us uh, get much better at showing people what we spend the money on so that Mm. if they do donate to the charity uh, they'll have a good sense of the kind of things that their money will go towards. I think you're being slightly modest because I know the the trust, um, the charity rather, has in fact um, donated quite a bit of money to various things over the recent years including of course the uh, dementia friendly garden and so on. That's partly funded by the SASH charity wasn't it? It was, yeah. So actually, the yeah the Camomile Courtyard yes. was al- almost exclusively funded through donations. Mm. Um, uh, so and and that that's a fantastic project because again, it's 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 an example of something that's over and above what the NHS would normally be expected mm. to provide. And uh, thanks to people's donations to the, the the charity, we've been able to create a a, a dementia friendly garden that's full of sensory elements like. Um, beautiful sort of coloured and sort of very fragrant plants um, and it's got step-free access from a number of our wards that join onto the uh, the courtyard and um, as as you'll know Nigel we were lucky enough to have the courtyard opened by Dame Judy Dench last um, so. last spring which was a wonderful thing so um, yeah I mean that, that's one great example of something that donations have made possible um, there's others as well actually so um, uh, I think most recently some of my favourite things that we've um, been able to support uh, include um, a, a children's fun day and a Christmas party for children who have got epilepsy. Um, so uh, a wonderful nurse here called Kirsten, who is a specialist epilepsy nurse, organises um, 
a fun day for families uh, where the children have epilepsy, which um, uh, the last one had about 60 families attend. And uh, they had a climbing wall, they had a barbecue um, and a load of entertainment. And it was a, a great opportunity for the children to have a, a you know, a, a very enjoyable day, but also for the families to meet other families in similar positions and build new support networks and new friendships. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love that the donations can support things like that. How long have you been manager for? So I've been here for about a year. Um, I've worked in charities for a lot longer than that. Um, so work for charities like Macmillan Cancer Support and uh, and some other um, large hospital charities as well. Um, but this is my local hospital. So I'm from Oxted ah. and uh, uh, it's a real pleasure actually to be able to help my own local hospital that I, I've been a patient of in the past and that my family have. Uh, so um, there's something quite special about that. A bit like coming home, isn't it, really? It really is. Yeah, it really is. Mm. Very good indeed. Now, I know you've been seen around Gatwick Airport a lot recently. So um, tell us the good news. So this this really is good news. Um, we are delighted to be able to announce that Sash Charity is going to be the newest charity partner for Gatwick Airport. What that means is that we'll be... Um, uh, one of three charities who were able to fundraise in the airport and um, we will have the opportunity to inspire the airport's 4,000 staff to raise money for the hospitals and what, what we hope is that the partnership will in the next two years not only raise um, significant amounts of money for the hospitals but it'll also help to put the charity on the map um, so that locally far more people will know that SASH charity exists and they'll be able to see some of the wonderful things that we're able to support um, when when they support the charity. Now, you said there are three charities all together at any one time down at Gatwick Airport. Um, which are they? So there's uh, so uh, the airport has uh, one permanent charity, which is a thing called Travel Care, that helps um, passengers who are um, in difficult situations. Um, and then they have two other charity partnerships that um, that rotate every so often. So, um, uh, so we will be partnered with the airport alongside the Air Ambulance, um, which is a, a lovely uh, uh, fit, I think. Absolutely. No, very good indeed. And of course, it'll run for two years, I believe. And yeah. um, the Air Ambulance, I think I'm right in saying, have been um, one of their charity partners at Gatwick Airport now since April 2018. And they've recently hit the £100,000 mark. So are you aiming to do the same? We are, yeah. We're absolutely aiming to do uh, do the same or or more. Um, <laughs> uh, I think, um, and it, as I say, it's not it's not just about the money. It's about the um, what what we really want to do is inspire the local community to support the hospitals. Um, and actually, what we saw through the campaign that we ran to become the charity partner was huge local support for the hospitals. Um, uh, so to to actually become the charity of the the charity partner for the airport, we had to go through an application process, and then actually uh, there was a staff vote as well, where a number of charities were shortlisted, and we were competing against um, some other really wonderful charities. But there were a couple of local charities, and also a, a huge national one. Um, but what we saw through the campaign was there are a huge number of links between the people that work here in the hospitals and the people that work in the airport. Um, and of course, people who work in the airport or travel through the airport and um, either use the hospitals or know people that work here. Um, if people visit the SASH charity website, um, we've got a video up there that we used during the um, during the campaign to inspire staff at the airport to vote for us. And the video really just shows um, uh, a lot of the people who um, 
it shows a lot of the links that we have between the two organizations so the video wasn't about the charity it was about the real local community that exists around both the hospital and the airport including of course many people who work at gatwick airport um who as you say have directly benefited from the care they've received here Absolutely, yeah. I mean, some of the stories that came out through the video that we made uh, were, for example, someone called Lucy, who uh, works at the airport and spoke very passionately about how the uh, uh, her twins were, well, their, their lives were saved when they were born uh, very early and they were looked after in the neonatal unit here. Um, a chap called Pat um, from British Airways, again, spoke in the video really really movingly about how his life was saved um, uh, by the hospital. Uh, and just to find those sort of links was was really quite amazing. And what, what I think what I loved was during the campaign, although we put out our own video and our own messages to try and inspire people, we also then saw that other people who worked at the airport uh, were also encouraging people to vote for the hospitals. So they, they had somehow heard that we were shortlisted and they were sharing their own stories. So, um, for example, there was somebody called Sean who works airside at the airport, um, uh, in airside operations, who shared, again, a very personal story of his family's experience at the hospitals and encouraged the um, and encouraged all his colleagues to vote for SASH. Um, so, yeah, it, it was that real sort of sense of a community coming together to support the campaign that was, was was amazing. Now, I know that one particular objective currently for your fundraising is Olive's Appeal. Tell us more about that, please. Yeah, so Olive's Appeal is our fundraising appeal for the neonatal unit, and um, uh, it's inspired by a, a girl who was three when we made our posters, but she's now four. So Olive, uh, who's from Bletchingley, and um, Olive was born almost four months early, um, so very, very early, and spent much of the first three months of her life here in the hospital. Um, uh, her mum, Keita, has done a huge amount um, with her friends and with her local uh, church as well to raise money for the hospital and specifically for the neonatal unit. Um, and uh, their story really helped inspire uh, what is now called Olive's Appeal. Um, so Olive's Appeal is our fundraising appeal for the neonatal unit. The the hospital, the NHS themselves, are building a new uh, neonatal intensive care unit. It's going to be about three times the size of the existing one, uh, which will be a huge improvement for patients, uh, well, for the, uh, for the families that use the unit, as well as for the staff that work there. The bit that we're doing through fundraising is trying to help the uh, neonatal unit go even further. So... Um, uh, the NHS are putting in um, over £8 million to build the thing. Um, if we can raise uh, something in the order of £200,000, um, uh, that will actually help us um, do things like uh, purchasing a number of new top-of-the-range incubators, which are um, above and beyond what you would expect in a local hospital, um, as well as helping to make some of the new overnight rooms that families would stay in for uh, sometimes for days or weeks or even months at a time, uh, helping those rooms to feel less hospitally. So um, although the rooms will, will exist, we want to help them uh, feel much more comfortable and much less hospitally. More homely. Yes, perfect, yeah. Mm. Well done. Anyway, I'm getting this this um, joint partnership with Gatwick Airport. Very good indeed. Um, I can see you're delighted. I can see you're over the moon. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, it's it's genuinely exciting, you know. And th as I said, this is my local hospital, so um, uh, it feels really, really exciting to know that we've secured the support of the other biggest employer in the whole area. You mm. know, so joint the, the hospital and um, uh, the airport are the biggest employers in the area by quite some 
some distance. Um, and of course, with the, the number of staff they have at the airport, uh, many of whom have got links to the hospitals, as we've said. Um, and then, of course, the millions of people that travel through one of the country's busiest airports is a huge opportunity for us um, to, to inspire people to support the local hospitals. Andrew Bickerdyke, many, many thanks for coming in and talking to us today. Will you come back in the future and tell us how you're getting on? I'd love to. Yeah, thank you very much. That was Nigel Gray talking to SASH charity manager Andrew Bickerdyke. Now we return to the Kent, Surrey and Sussex Air Ambulance with Katie Child as she talks to Lauren Simmons. First, you will remember how they first met at last year's Brighton Marathon. Walking around the event village, I've met with Lauren from the Air Ambulance Service for Kent, Surrey and Sussex. Hi Lauren, how is today going? Hello, yeah, it's going really, really well. We've had an absolutely brilliant day down here at um, the Brighton Marathon, as we always do. (laughs) And how many times have you been down here? So this is our 10th year been here every year yeah brilliant and you've actually had a couple of runners who are on the air ambulance team can you tell me a bit about them please yeah so we've actually got um, four crew members that are currently out there still running we've got two pilots a paramedic and a doctor that are running in full flight suits with a 15 kilogram kit bag and they've also got their their boots on as well so yes uh, quite a challenge for them all (laughs) wow that's quite amazing it's amazing to run a marathon anyway but in all that as well it's fantastic yeah definitely it's probably also worth mentioning we had another pilot that ran for us as well he didn't commit to the flying suit and the the kit bag but he ran his first marathon and and did really well for us as well so yeah it's been a real team effort (laughs) brilliant how many runners have you had supporting your charity this year we had 20 runners in the 10k and 29 in the marathon excellent how much money have you raised over 10,000 pounds so far I actually met you at the Brighton Marathon. How did that all go? It went really well. Yeah, it went fantastically well. Our runners did so, so well. We raised just over £28,000 as well, which is absolutely incredible and such a testament to all the hard work that all of our fundraisers put into not only training for the marathon or the 10K that they did, but also into the fundraising they did before the event as well. Excellent. And they they ran in a specific way. They had some special kit while they were running. How did they get on with that? So we had um, four of our crew members that ran in their flight suits and they were carrying their kit bags, which I think weigh about 15 kilograms each. They're very heavy. I know when I try to move one of them sort of inside our tent, I, I couldn't pick it up. So how they then run the marathon with that on their back, I have no idea. But those four crew members decided to take on that challenge, um, which was brilliant. They got a lot of public as well rightly so as they were running in sort of flight suits which are very heavy but also very warm so I think running in those would have probably caused a few problems along the way but they did really well they all completed the marathon in, in a very good time. Are you going to the Brighton Marathon again this year? We love the Brighton Marathon. So, yeah, we are 100% going to be there. Our team is coming along nicely. We're actually aiming to raise £30,000 across the weekend um, to tie in with the 30th anniversary. 
So what do you actually do in your job as the head of events? So I'm responsible for the events portfolio that we deliver every year, the management of those events. I work very closely with our marketing team. So when the tickets are going on sale, working hard to sort of get the word out about those events to our supporters and encourage them to come along. I also work alongside our corporate team as well, because there's often some very good opportunities for our businesses to not only get involved in the events, but sponsorship opportunities as well, and ultimately make sure that our events are delivered in a safe manner. How long have you actually been working here at the Air Ambulance? So I've been with the Air Ambulance for just over six years. I've been head of events for just over two. I've had a number of roles here at the charity and I absolutely love it. I started with the charity as a collection box coordinator, so responsible for the logistics of all the different collection boxes across Kent, Surrey and Sussex. We do have a number of them that are sort of situated in restaurants, bars, shops, and our dedicated volunteers will go out and empty those and then count all the money and bank it on behalf of the charity. And that income stream actually brings in about £200,000 every year for the charity, which I think a lot of people will be quite surprised at. All of those um, one piece and 2 piece certainly add up over the course of a year. Following my time in that role, I then moved into a community fundraising role where I headed up that team for a few years. So that's been responsible for looking after all the individuals and groups that have chosen to support the charity in a variety of ways. As I'm sure you can imagine that people come up with lots of weird and wonderful ways to raise money for the charity and it's our job to be there to help them to maximise their fundraising and just to make sure they have a really good experience when they're supporting the air ambulance in the hope that they might go on to do something in the future or they might tell their friends and family about how great it was supporting the air ambulance knowing that they were doing something to make a difference to the charity. So what was the most unusual fundraising idea? So I was approached by a gentleman who had, who told me he was going to pull a helicopter through the streets of Tenterdoon on a, a course that was about 20 to 25 miles long. I was a little bit unsure whether he meant an actual helicopter because they are very, very heavy or whether he was designing something slightly different. He did design something slightly different, but it did take a team of 15 people to pull this helicopter through the streets. And as they went, they were collecting money for the charity and they raised I think it was about £18,000 it was absolutely amazing So where do all the funds raised go to? So they go towards the general running and operational costs of the charity Aviation and medical are two very expensive businesses to be involved in. To put it into perspective it costs just over £38,000 a day to keep the helicopters going to pay for all of the crew. So that enables us to be there for people that really need us. And that enables us to continue operating our helicopters and making sure the crews are there when people need them. If someone wanted to get in touch with the Air Ambulance Kent, Surrey and Sussex, how would they do that? And also if someone wanted to help with fundraising or if they wanted just to donate or be involved in some of the events, how would they do that? Well, there's a number of ways that they can get in contact with us. We always love to hear from anybody that's sort of keen to support the charity or find out a bit more about what it is that we do. They can visit our website, which is aaks.org.uk. They can follow us on social media. So we have a Facebook, an Instagram and a Twitter account. And the tagline for each of those is at Air Ambulance KSS. Or they can call the office 
the number's 01634 471 900, or they can send us an email. If they wish to get involved with events specifically, then there is an events inbox they can get in touch with, which is events at aaks.org.uk, or if they have more of a general query, then they can get in contact with our hello inbox, which is hello at aaks.org.uk. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this special charity edition of Out and About featuring the Kent, Surrey and Sussex Hare Ambulance and Sash Charity. From me, Dave King, it's goodbye. Your requests on Radio Red Hill. Hello and welcome to your Monday requests on Radio Red Hill. I'm Gemma Kendall. I'm Pete Jenkins. And I'm Sean Wallace. And we're with you for the next um, hour and a half with your requests. So how is everyone tonight? Yeah, doing good. Yep. Not so bad, not so bad. You? Yeah, it's good. It's very cold though, isn't it? It is pretty cold, although yeah. the sun has been shining. Yes. So you can't really ask for more than that, can you? Yeah. It's, it's been a beautiful day out oh, there. it's been gorgeous. Lovely. Really, really nice. <laughs> yeah, so I hope you all appreciated it as well. Um, but now we're going to your request. My first request is for Richard on the Homewood Ward, and you wanted Waterloo Sunset. And my first request is for Deborah on the ILU. You wanted St Jim Reeves. Then on Homewood, Sheila, we've got Elvis for you. And then we're going to Sandra, our law housekeeper, and you wanted Monday, Monday by the Mamas and the Papas. Rose on the SAU has asked for some Elvis Costello. Patsy Klein is the choice of David on the Meadwell Ward. And then I've got Raymond on the Brook Ward and we, you wanted Kiss by Dean Martin. Steve on the, on the Tilgate Annex has asked us for Frank Sinatra. And then Mark on IRU, we've got David Bowie for you. Excellent. And then we're going to Elizabeth on the Homewood Ward and you said you wanted any Aria. Barbara on the oh, SAU... <laughs> There we go, carry on. Barbara on the SAU has also asked us and Frank Sinatra. Uh, and then something from the 70s for John on the Charwood Ward. Then we're going to uh, Elsa on the Homewood Ward and you wanted uh, Michael Ball, Love Changes Everything. John on the Meadfire Ward has asked us and Deanna Durbin. And then Anne on the Charwood Ward, you wanted something for the musicals. Then we're going to Donald on the Homewood Ward and you wanted some old Contendables um, military tunes, so I'm sure we'll be able to help you with that. Richard on the SAU has asked for the Foo Fighters. Uh, Dave on IRU, we've got some Mozart for you. And then Karen on the Bockham Ward, I saw you today and you said you wanted um, some gorillas. So, well, music that is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Some very hairy gentlemen just coming in. Um, Sheila on the Brockham Ward has asked for some orchestral music, so that will be coming up later. And that's it for this evening. Yes. Yep. Great show. But now we'll go back to the beginning of our um, list, and that is to Richard on the Homewood Ward, and you said you wanted the Kinks' Waterloo Sunset. (laughs) 
Chili, chili.